Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. This is Anne-Marie Lockhart, and you are listening to Vox Poetica's 15 Minutes of Poetry. And a few quick announcements. Um, if any of you are regular readers at Vox, you, will, you should know that the um, current prompts picture, which is that beautiful goblet image by Jeanette Cheesham, it's coming down today, and there will be a new image up. And I'm not going to give you any kind of a preview whatsoever for what that's going to be. Um, you'll have to take a look at it later. But if you wanted to see what's up there, go take a look. Um, the address is uh, voxpoetica.com backslash prompts. So you'll be able to uh, find that. And you can click on it from the side menu. Um, you can find links to it at Facebook. Uh, there's a, a lot of great, there's 22 poems on that page for that image. And these are going to end up in an anthology later in the year. Um, but until that happens, once this is down, you will not be able to see them again. Um, just for fun, I'm going to read a few of those. Um, I'm going to read one now, and I'm going to read one probably at the end to close the show uh, so that you can get a sense for the different types of things that um, people write when they see these images up there. And it's really every time different. You know, there's an image put up, and you write whatever you respond to it, and it goes um, with the picture in an interesting way and takes somebody else in a different direction. Um, the first one that I'm going to read is called Glass Slipper Forgotten, and it is by me. Toll, toll, let the bell toll and ring and chime. Let the notes fall and climb as the wine flows and the lights shine and the room grows warm and shrinks down to one smile, one pair of conspiring eyes, one hand upon an arm, one minute till midnight and escape to another celebration entirely. And that's called Glass Slipper Forgotten, and you can see that for just a few more hours at the prompts page at Vox Poetica, and then you're going to have to wait till it's released as a publication. Now, moving on, we're going to revisit that later at the end, when I'll read you one more. Um, but right now, we have something even more fun to talk about. I have a special guest today, James John Charles, who is the manager of the um, Starbucks in downtown Englewood. Hi, James. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. Yourself? I'm all right. I'm I'm really glad you were able <laughs> to fit this into your day, which is, I know, ridiculous busy. <laughs> uh, not a problem at all. Not a problem. I'm happy I'm here. Happy to be here. Now, you are the guy who sought up this idea to bring uh, poetry, live poetry, into Starbucks in downtown Inglewood. So would you tell us where you got the idea from? Oh wow! Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I was sitting in the back one day, and somebody hit me in the head, and I got this great idea that you know what? Maybe we should have poetry reading at Starbucks. No, I'm actually I'm actually a writer, and I love writing. Love you know writing poems, short stories, and sometimes I sit in the store after my long day of serving lattes and cappuccinos. <laughs> I sit there and I watch all these people sitting in their laptops, some of them have books, and they're writing. And I say, you know what, this place could be such a great place for people to just come over and just be able to, you know, we want to not only write, but wouldn't it be great for them to read their stuff too? So mm-hmm. I spoke to a young lady by the name of Joy, and Joy introduced me to Emory, and, you know, we shoot it out. We had this idea, and none of us knew where it was going to go, but... Again, you know, we gave it a try. <laughs> we took a leap of faith, and somehow we came up with this, you know, this great um, project, and we we try to have at least two to three times a month, 
And so far, it's been very successful. I got great response back from customers or just, you know, people, just communities that are just walking by. And then we also team up with neighborhood schools, and we have teen nights. So that's how it all came about. And so far, it's, a, it's been a success. And we just launched 2011. So, so far, so good. So far, so good. We launched uh, 2011 with one of our um, t- usual nights of, you know, uh, some readers who were featured and some open mic readers as well. And then we also did, uh, the first time ever, we did a teen night. Now, tell us how that came to be. Wow. Teen night. That's, that was actually a very <laughs> successful one. Well, that all came yeah. about, I, I believe we had one of the regular shows scheduled and a couple of the kids from the neighborhood high school um they came, they walked by and they saw you know a couple of uh, regular performers performing reading their poems and you know they sat down and next thing you know they pull out their blackberries that's what we call them the blackberry boys <laughs> uh they pull out the blackberries and they started writing just you know again they would look at the atmosphere just really uh analyzing you know, what was going on and they started writing poems, and you know what? A couple of them went up there, and they read their stuff. They read their material, and they were so inspired that they went back to the school and spoke to a young lady by the name of Liz Corneli. Oh, I apologize if I'm pronouncing her last name incorrectly. But they spoke to her, and she was so happy. She came to the store, and this is like the first time I ever met her. She asked one of my employees to come get me from the back, and I walked out, and she ran to me and hugged me. I'm like, whoa, I don't even know you. <laughs> <laughs> and she hugged me, and she's like, oh, my God. She's like, my my students were so inspired by what you did, and she's telling me all these great things about, you know, the fact that we opened our doors to them and, you know, we allowed them to read. They felt so inspired. Like, they're all writers, rappers, singers, and they all want, you know, they all need a, just a place for them to go besides the park or, you know, the school. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they yeah. went back to their school, and this was the first time she said that, they actually were sitting in the class writing because they actually enjoyed yeah. it and the fact that they had a venue to go to. And this is all in the yeah. town of Englewood. And she loved yeah. it so much, and she just wanted to do teen night. And I told her, yeah. She's like, what? I said, yeah, we can definitely do it. <laughs> and she's like, are you sure? Does she have to talk to your boys? I said, yes. I said, yes, but you know what? This is a community store, and whatever I can do to help the community, I am all for it. So you could definitely come in. And she's like, oh, my God. I'm like, yeah, you're going to have your own dates. All the kids can come by. I'm even going to post it up on a flyer. I'm going to have a board that's going to say teen night. She's like, oh, my God. She was so happy. She hugged me like three, four times again. And I said, okay, great. <laughs> and then we stayed in contact. All her teachers called me up, and they were, like, so inspired. They didn't even believe it that it was actually going to happen. And we did it. And then the kids, they come in there every day to say hi to me because they, you know, I guess to them, I'm like a hero to them, a role model. Yeah. And, you know, I tell them all the time, like, you know, it's not a problem at all. They all, you know, they're just happy that they have a place. And it's good to see, you know, kids, you know, being able to be grouped up together and be able to, you know, come in there. Because everybody's a writer. It's all about expressing yourself, really. You don't have to put words to match. just about, you know, saying what's in your heart. And some people think it's a talent, but it's just really just expressing yourself. And, you know, they all just love it. And to them, they're like, you know, thank you so much for opening your doors to me. And I tell them all the time, the door is already open. You just have to come in. And that's the honest truth about it. I, I think one of the things I noticed about that, you know, the Blackberry Boys did show up one night, and they, they, you know, got up there and they read their work in front of, you know, they didn't have their friends with them. They were in there and they had, who was at Starbucks, and I was a bunch of other well, writers, older writers, you know, people who yep. are adults who have been published, and 
you know, they were not intimidated to get up. And what was interesting was they were very well received by that group of established writers. And, um, and I liked that interaction between those two very different sides of this writing world. And I think uh, that was one of the things that was validating for them because, you know, nobody laughed at them. People understood what they had to say. People liked what they wrote. And they, they really seemed to kind of grow in that moment, you know, and they got a little more confidence. They started to write a little more. And um, they wrote I, the thing that I noticed about what they were writing, you know, uh, was it was all love poems, you know, and I thought that was interesting too. They were very sweet and they were very positive. They were very upbeat, very hopeful. These were not, you know, these are not, it was just, I think, very universal and very easy for the other people in the room to relate to. Um, we're exactly. going to be doing another one of those. We just don't know when yet, do we? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Actually, uh, Liz, I actually got to get in contact with Liz because she said for me to call her uh, by Friday to schedule one. So we're definitely going to have maybe tw- twice a month, try to sneak that in there twice a month because, again, the whole store, every customer that walked in was so inspired by them. Like, they, us all they've been talking about since it happened yeah. on Sunday. That's all they're talking yeah. about. This happened Sunday, the 16th. And Monday, I walked yeah. in the store. Customer feedback was so amazing. It was like, wow. There was so many people in here, in the store. And I was like, yeah, these are yeah. the kids. They read some great poems. And they work has yeah. gotten so much better. Like, it, you know, from the time that they started to now, you know, that's that's very impressive. And what they're able to write about yeah. now, it takes an average writer <laughs> a year or two to even, you know, <laughs> project that kind of yeah. skill, and they were able to, you know, illustrate that. That was very, I think that was the, the best part of it, seeing what what took place, what, it, you know, in fact, that Sunday was just amazing. It really was. I also um, have a question for you now about, mm-hmm. see, you're, 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 you are the one who brought this to the community, so I know there is interest in the world at large in other places about doing this kind of thing. What do people need to know? Um, how do people go about bringing this type of thing into their local establishments where they live? Well, if, if you work, let's say, um, let's say you you work or you live near Starbucks, and you would love to, you know, start any kind of community work, and you want to get Starbucks involved. Only thing you have to do is talk to the store manager or talk to the district manager. Just get everything, you know, approved. And usually Starbucks is so big at, you know, making sure that, you know, anything, any kind of community work, Starbucks is always okay for it, as long as it's for the community. And you just bring it to them, you get the approval, and from then on, you just take, you just take the first step. And you talk to your DM, talk to the RDOs, find out everything you need to find out about it. Any company, especially like Starbucks, they will. Starbucks is so big on helping the community out. Whatever they can do to, to help out, they will do it. They will do it. Just get in contact with the right people, talk to store managers, and just get a team and organize it. Very important. Should people go in there with the idea that they're going to organize it, or should people go in there asking the, the local manager to organize it? How should they handle that side of it? Um, Either or, it all depends on the manager and what the manager has passion for. It depends. My passion is for, you know, poetry and music and mm-hmm. art and mm-hmm. basketball. That's my passion. Somebody says, <laughs> hey, would you like to do a cooking show here? I'm like, huh? I don't know how to organize this. <laughs> but, you know, it all depends on what the, you know, what the manager has passion for. The manager has passion for art and stuff like that. Yeah, they can do it. If not, the manager will give you, you know, full approval for it as long as you are able to organize it and all they have to do is just make sure that they have the staff available to accommodate that particular day. But other than that, it shouldn't be a problem at all. 
Every store is willing to do it if they have the face. And the most important thing from what you're telling me now is go in and get the conversation started, and then and then it will all kind of fall into place on its own. Exactly, exactly. Open the doors, get the conversation started, get the manager's contact information, email address, phone number, cell phone number, and then just start the communication, you know, and then start going. Because usually 90% of all Starbucks managers, they're very engaged and they're very passionate about anything that has to do with the community because that's one of the, you know, again, the strong, that's one of the part of our job description also, you know, one of our biggest behaviors is being able to, you know, to interlude with anything that the company has to offer or the community has to offer. So I'm guaranteeing that every manager you bring it up to, they will say, yeah, let's do it. Let's make we've it happen. Seen, um, in Englewood, we've seen uh, the community come together in a few interesting ways. Kids from the public school, from the private school, we've had local artists, and a local artist by the name of Doug, come in and sketch some absolutely wonderful live-action uh, pictures of what's happening in the room at the time. We've had uh, video presence from local cinematographer Sam Lee. We've had local music producers come in and participate, sing a song or two. You know, we've had um, local music acts who want to, you know, practice some of their new stuff, come out and participate. It has been very grassroots, organic, word of mouth, you know, bring out everybody, and people have been uh, very supportive of it, which is kind of cool. Because we didn't really reach out to specific branches in that way. You know, it kind of happens on its own. Yeah, it kind of just fell into, you know, that's how it is in Englewood. The the town, you just, all you have to do is plant the seeds and everything else will just, you know, sort of grow. I think that's true. And I think that's, you know, in any community with a big base of the arts, which Englewood does have, Mm -hmm. you know, you find find a lot of that. the other question that I have for you now, we talked about the Blackberry Boys. Well, you're like their big brother because you write on your Blackberry too, don't you? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. I'm like, I'm such a Blackberry fan. It's so it's so ridiculous. Once I lay my hand <laughs> on my Blackberry, it's like, it's over. I cannot pick up a pen of paper anymore. Laptop, computer is uh, just not for me anymore. <laughs> isn't that funny? You do Everything get used is- to it fast. Yes, yeah. yes, and it's funny because I could black out on it and I just start writing. <laughs> <laughs> We've had you. people come in there with, you know, writing in longhand on sheets of paper, people on their laptops, people on their phones, and yeah. uh, it's kind of great to see all the different mediums of technology and communication being used so effectively, you know, in that space. Now, you don't read any of your own work yet. We're still working on that, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to, and I don't know. I think my poems, it's all too much. I have a lot of emotions behind it, so it, it kind of, you know, I guess being in an environment with my coworkers is kind of, you know, the tears going to come <laughs> out my eye. <laughs> so I guess I haven't got comfortable to that to that point yet, but we, we, we worked on it. I know you and I, did, you know, we did a cold kind of, you know, reading thing. We did. We yes. Did. We alternated lines, and it worked really well. I thought that worked really well. We're going to do that again. One day you're not going to be afraid to read the whole thing. <laughs> I know, I know, right? I know. I'm going to get better at it. I, I guarantee you I will. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the other kind of thing that was, I, it wasn't a surprise to me, but I, I think it's been an interesting, like, thread through each of these events is your, your staff there is so talented, and um, we've had people come up and read their own work, play their own music, you know, and they're not real shy, and that adds another uh, type of energy to the experience 
you know, just by having the staff participate in that way, not just set up and, you know, serving the drinks, but to actually come and be a part of it too, I think is a lot oh, of yeah. fun. They love it. It was actually a great way to build morale in the store too as yeah, a whole yeah. because the, they all like – Poetry night is like their thing, especially someone will be like, no, when is poetry night? I want to work that day. I want to work that day. <laughs> I'm like, I can't put everybody to work that day. <laughs> so they love it. They all want to participate. You know, Justin, Jorge, um, Len, Maria, they all like, they all involved. They all love performing at poetry night because it's just another way. Because, again, to be very honest with you, all my employees are talented. Some way, yeah. shape, or form, they are. And it's just yeah. a great way to open that up. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, we're kind of out of time. I'm going to just uh, add a few more notes to that. We will have we, the next one is January 29th. Um, is that a Saturday? God, I don't know the yes. days of the week at this point. Okay, it's a Saturday, which means it starts at 9 and ends at 11. So anyone who's going to yes. be local, we will have uh, Stan Galloway from Virginia Bridgewater College, who uh, just won the poetry contest. He'll be coming up to read for us for that. So how cool is that? Um, very cool. We'll have. So I think the Blackberry Boys are going to be there as well. And at this yes, point, they they're they're not open mic anymore. They're features at this stage. So <laughs> That's it. You know, come see them. <laughs> um, yeah. We'll have other people as well. Other people getting back to me kind of on an everyday basis about this. And we still haven't figured out dates for February, but we will be doing that soon too. So um, those are exactly. Posted and We'll, we'll we'll be promoting that and getting word out there about that. And in the meantime, um, I urge everyone to go talk to your local coffee shop, Starbucks, whatever is in your town, wherever has the kind of space that would allow this. Dunkin' Donuts might be a little hard. They don't seem to, you know, they don't really have the ambiance. I'm sorry. No, no, they're But they're that's finished. all right. <laughs> yes, they're Starbucks. <laughs> Starbucks tends to have a little more that the space is better and the, and the you know facilities for people to come in. I it's just my opinion, but exactly. I think uh, if anyone's thinking about doing this, just go do it. Talk to the managers and see what they're um, what they have in mind. Some of them might have already been thinking about something like this anyway and just don't know where to where to turn in the community for that type of involvement. So I encourage people to to have this experience to bring it local and to um, you know to see what's out there. Um, in the meantime, keep looking at the Vox Poetica Facebook page and the uh, site itself for great new poetry every single day. Um, and, again, back to the prompts image, we are going to be, you know, closing down this beautiful goblet image here, and we're going to have another one up. And um, I have to say it is really cool, and it I think it's um, particularly fitting for this time of year no matter where in the world you might be, you can find something in that image to kind of relate to. Um, to close, I'm going to read you Two Haiku by Liz, Ellen Elizabeth Cernick, and she is um, one of the Starbucks readers as well. So um, she's, she gave me two prompts, uh, two, two poems for this prompt, and they're both haiku, they're variant haiku. The first is a loon variant, which was a form created by Robert Kelly, and it goes like this. Crimson golden glass lifted high, toasting peace on earth. And the second was based on a Jack Collins form, and it goes like this. Crimson glass, golden guarantee, toasting peace. Um, what's cool is the difference in those two is really um, has more to do with syllable count and line breaks than it does with anything else because the concept is quite similar, as you uh, can tell. Um, thank you for listening. Have a great week, everyone. Uh, James, thank you so much for joining me. James, did you hang up? Yeah, hello. Hey, sorry, the phone. <laughs>
<laughs> no problem. Thank no problem. You, you got we'll, it. Uh, I'll, I'll see you soon at Starbucks. Everyone have a great week. Bye-bye.